Aloha, this is One God Church Online's podcast. I'm Reverend Enoch, and I have your title, Socially Distant. Yeah, that rings a bell. I mean, some of us are getting tired of hearing that. But please, stay tuned into this message. I believe that God is going to speak to you through this short message and that, uh, you know, He can pierce our hearts. Uh, Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for life, Father God. We we, we ask that you remove any sin, stain, or blemish that would be on our lives. Anything that would separate us from coming into your presence, Father God. Lord, we're wounded vessels. Lord, we don't need to talk it up and try to be somebody we're not. Lord, we just come to you who we are. With the, with the sinful nature that we have. With the children that we are. With the mistakes that we have. With all the baggages that we have. And we ask you to help us to get rid of all unforgiveness to get rid of all unforgiveness, Father God, to, to, to truly forgive the people who have came against us and the people who have, um, you know, spoke against us, done things behind our back, done things right in front of our face. Help us to truly forgive those people and move forward in life. Forgive us for anything, Lord, that could be held against us in the courts of heaven. Absolve and acquit us and let Jesus' blood speak on our behalf right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we need you. We call on the name of Jesus. We ask that you bring salvation, Father God, that you use us, speak through us, let us be a vessel for you, Father God. Let let you be glorified in our life and what we're going through and, and the things. Use our life, Father God, for your kingdom and let your kingdom be done. We ask for your will, Father God, to be done on earth as it is in heaven. In this very moment, we ask that you bring life to the things that need life, Father God, that is your will to bring life to. Bring, rise, raise from the dead, Father God, those things that have died that you bring life to. Breathe into that situation. Breathe into our finances. Breathe into our lives, our bodies, the the, the old painful systems that, that have begun to start to shut down. We ask that you breathe in that and empower us, Father God, instead of facing the wall, mumbling and, and complaining. Let us face the light, Father God, and walk towards it. You, Father God, that unapproachable light, and let us walk to that each day from this day forward, Lord. Give us the the choice, Father God, to choose you this day. Let, Let us choose you this day, Father God. Let us choose you this day, Lord. Awaken that that gift inside of us, those things that we've we've set on the sidelines, Father God. We ask that you that you bring it to, into the past, bring it into the light. Open our eyes so that we can see it, our ears that we can hear it, our eyes, Father God. Truly open them in our ears that we may hear. Let us receive your word. Pierce our hearts, Father God. Pierce our minds. The only way that we can get healed is to come back to you. We offer you a praise, Father God. Not a manipulating praise, Father God, but a praise and a worship because you are worthy to be praised because of who you are, Father God. We praise you and thank you for life. We call on your name in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Breathe into this message. In nomine Padre, Fili, Espirito Santos, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever unto ages of ages. Let there be light, love, laughter, and the life to come forevermore. In Jesus' name. You know, we've heard it to be said, you know, that the church has left the building. You know, in this, uh, you know, time of social distancing that still is carrying it on for some of us in different countries and all over the world, yeah, uh, where many of the churches around the globe are, are being prevented from gathering in person, maybe even still now, 
uh, some have opened up and you know are, are actually holding service and some are still online some are you know still remote remotely having church and all over the US and all over the world all over the globe is still going on some uh, countries have, have even shut down again uh, throughout this uh, horrible COVID-19 and this uh, horrible pandemic that we have faced whether it's light or heavy uh, you know whether there's something going on or not there clearly is something going on COVID-19 has been going on and there's been many many other things that's been going on we've been seeing who we really are as far as sometimes we we can hear that be said that you you find out who you really are when things get tough and in a pandemic I couldn't see it getting any tougher for many of us many businesses shut down many many marriages how many thousands of marriages on the on the day of the lockdown the very lockdown were divorces in New York how many thousands thousands upon thousands how disgusting that is but that's what happened you know so I mean but you know we've heard that uh, you know like we're saying the church has left the building in this uh, time of social distancing where you know the many around the globe are being prevented from gathering in person we have been reminded that as believers our impact is not uh, meant to remain within the four walls of the church it's not uh, the church's impact is to rather reach outside you know living an exemplary uh, demonstration of God's love and his heart for the for, for the people you know you know in in today's message in this in this message I, I pray that we can you know look look at the story of the good Samaritan in Luke I pray that that pierces our heart and we can, uh, you know, we will uh, seek to hear Jesus' priorities and translate those priorities into times in which we, you know, find ourselves. We have been customized and created by God uh, to be a catalyst for the world, you know, change, to change the world. We've been created by God to be a catalyst for world change. To change the world isn't that amazing God orchestrated our time here on on earth for a specific you know reason and and for a specific purpose you know we're all called according to his purpose God has a plan and a purpose for your life do you believe that do you believe that you know if if we're not aware and, and cautious to the entirety of of our lives you know, of our lives can be lived without consideration for other people's experience. Their pain and suffering and, and restriction felt across generations. We all have part to play in bringing heaven to earth, particularly in the standing in for those, you know, who are, who are marginalized and oppressed for, you know, and oppressed for laboring for justice. We are called to be part of the answers for the issues, you know, of our day. You know, if you know, if we can bring some some uh, things to mind, some some questions, yeah. Uh, what are some of the ways that uh, that do, you know we could be an answer to a problem? You know, you see in the world right now. What are some ways that you can be an answer to you know to a problem you may see in the world? You know, right now, 
you know, and think about it. What gifts and talents have you, you know, been given that will, you know, contribute to making a change for the good in, in today's climate? You know, we, we can think about those things. You know, as followers of Jesus, we are not uh, regulated only uh, to spiritual matters in, in our communities. Jesus loved, uh, Jesus, I'm sorry, yeah, Jesus loved and he, Jesus, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. For whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus loved. Jesus loved you. Jesus paid the price for you because you matter. And truly, as followers of Jesus, we are not regulated only to spiritual matters in our communities. And not to be redundant, but sometimes, you know, here we go. I mean, Jesus solved more than sin's problems. He solved social problems as well. And Jesus solved more than sin problems. Isn't that something? I mean, he solved social problems as well. Jesus was about soul work and social work, change in the world, in, in which we were a part, uh, which we were a part and should be a part. It should be the should be the byproduct of our commitment to eternal heart uh, transformation. As Jesus works on matters, uh, you know, of the heart through it, it, it through the heart, it will supernaturally produce change externally. You know, our our relationship with God should uh, should directly inform our relationships with God's people. The 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 may we listen. The the. The, the 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 way we listen the may 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 I listen the may or 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 the way I listen the, the the may we celebrate or the or the the way we celebrate the the may we host or the or the way we host the the may we mourn or the way we mourn the may I be an advocate or may we advocate you know how we make a way or how we make a may how we make the way for others to experience the same opportunities we have been given relationship with god should be absolutely should should absolutely impact the way we engage within our cities within social issues with people who look different than us racism is a sin problem Racism is a sin problem. It is a mindset problem. Racism can can be defined as a conscious or unconscious sense of superiority based on you know one's race. It is a sin that prevents people from experiencing life as God in, you know intended it to be, as God intended it. It devalues the image of God in in in, in another person. We have limited, you know, understanding of the state of our own hearts, but but also don't know, you know, other people's heart motives. God alone knows the heart. God knows what we're thinking, what we go through. So we must trust and continually seek, you know, understanding and revelation in order to walk humbly in forgiveness, considering others first and asking God to increased awareness of, of places and spaces within our own lives that will you know that 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 will and need you know we need his help we need his help to change 
You know, I mean, think about think about race and diversity in your local community or as a national context, as, as well as the, the variation in the people you encounter daily. What might you do unconsciously that would prevent someone from fully experiencing the love of God simply, simply because they don't look or, or sound like you? Some things for us to, you know, think about and maybe turn it into a question to ask ourselves. When we come back to the parable of the Good Samaritan, you know, the, the parable of the Good Samaritan reveals to us the discrepancies between our flawed condition and the possibilities available for humanity found in the greatness, found in, found in the greatness and the greatest commandment. We are told to love God with all of our heart, our soul, and mind, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. The, you know, the man in, in Luke chapter 10 asked, asked the question, who is my neighbor? You know, I mean, we hear this and this as we would read into Luke chapter 10. You know, who, who is my neighbor? Uh, prompting Jesus to teach the priest and the Levite past a man who was uh, broken down without regard for his condition. They saw him yet and did not act on his behalf. The priest and the Levite, you know, got a doctrine part right, but the love part wrong. They walked right past and avoided the beaten man altogether. You know, the Samaritan, a man of a, of a different race, got, got the love part right. Even if his doctrine was wrong, when he, when he stopped to help the man in need, this this Samaritan illustrates that love is not a feeling, but it is an action. The answer to who is my neighbor is the one who showed mercy. You know, how can you be a good, good neighbor to people who, who look different from you? How can, how, how, how can you be a good neighbor to people who look different than you? different from you they don't drive the same car they don't they, they don't fit into your clique I pray that God can deliver us from that clicky kind of stuff and from you know shutting people down because of whatever walks of life that they came from or you know wait you don't have a degree well you can't I can't talk to you or, or wait you don't you know dress the way I do I, I can't be around you I can't help you I can't talk to you I, I don't think that's way that God wants us to be. Oh, you're not Catholic, you're not Greek Orthodox, you're not Orthodox, you're not you're not Baptist, you're not Pentecostal. I can't talk to you. You know. Whatever it may be. Oh, you don't go to the same pub as me. I, I can't talk to you. You know. We don't speak the same language. Although I have an interpreter on my phone, I can't talk to you. I mean that just you know, just however you coin it. it we should look a little bit closer. I truly, one more time, ask ourselves that question. Just, just, just let it ring in our ear. How can we be a good neighbor to people who look different from us? In what ways can we extend mercy to others? In what ways can you extend mercy to others? Mercy. You know, sometimes we don't understand how God is uh, speaking to us. God loves us. God loves us so much. 
in First uh, John uh, chapter 3, starting in verse 18 uh, through 20 here. My dear children, let's not just walk, let's not just talk about love. Let's practice real love. This is the only way we'll know we're living truly, living in God's reality. It's also the way to shut down debilitating self-criticism, even when there is something, you know, something to it. For God is greater than our worried hearts, and who knows more about us than we do ourselves. Praise God. God is there for us. God loves us, and God chose us. And uh, as we uh, venture on through these uh, through these um, stories and these messages and these real life recorded accounts, and you know, experiencing the Bible, talking about the Bible, message after message. So I pray that God pierces our hearts each time. Every verse, every letter, just pierces us right through. You know, we can become hardened. Our hearts could become hardened. Our circumstances, uh, they, they turn us into really bitter people sometimes. I pray that's not you right now. I pray that uh, that as we would read this uh, study and, and come into the, the knowledge of this, uh, that God can speak to our hearts through uh, the Good Samaritan story. And... Uh, and that he can speak to our hearts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as we come into Luke chapter 10, verses 33 uh, and 35, a Samaritan traveling on the road came to him, and when he saw the man's condition, his heart went out to him. He uh, gave him first aid, disinfecting and bandaging his wounds, and then he uh, lifted him onto his donkey and led him to, the, to an inn, and he made him comfortable. And in the morning, he took out uh, two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper saying take take good care of him if it cost any more put it on my bill I'll pay you back on my way back what do you think which of the three became the neighbor to the man who attacked by the robbers and the, the one who treated him kindly they replied you know the religion scholar responds uh, Jesus said go and do the same I don't want to be the person that walks by, walks by that person. So many of us do it time and time again. We, we know the, we know how things go, and sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't always go the way that we would think. We, you know, there there could be some hidden agenda or anything, but let's not walk by this time. I pray that God speaks to our hearts, and that we don't walk by that scene again. That we stop by, at least pray for the person. Like Peter and 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 in the Bible, you can read many, many stories where each one would come by. It's they're out on these missions and stuff. The church moved. The church actively. They were not just uh, pewers. They were doers of the word. That's what we need to be. We need to be doers. We don't need to walk by. We don't need to have coins to throw at people. But if that's your gifting, if you have the gift of finance, then by all means, you know, go out and, and abundantly give and you will abundantly receive. 
So if, they, if there's a, something that you can give, if you can paint a picture of someone, if you can go give a, uh, some people some products, some homeless people, you can give them some things that they need. And, and if they throw it away, that's not your problem. If they, if they get mad and throw the, the groceries to the floor because they want the beer or they want the drug or, or maybe that's not their story. Whatever it is, I'm just saying we, you know, we can we can make a move instead of walking by because of the aggravation of dealing with what's coming. Yet we have to remember that the a lot of these people that are homeless have dementia, and yeah, they're probably dangerous in some sort of way. But if God is for us, who could be against us? For God hath not given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. If we really knew what's really going on. And how powerful we truly are because of who God is, nothing would stop us from doing good. But it often does because we walk right by. We rock we walk right by. So I pray that God speaks to us. And that we uh, we pray for those people or we give them something that we can if we know that someone in our neighborhood is is hurt or is going through stuff i know the aggravation comes there's 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 things that can come from this stuff but if god is for us like i say who could be against us and the word of god says that we can get plugged in we need a support system doesn't mean you need to do it alone either get a team together a a, a girlfriend a boyfriend you know some friends uh, start a Bible study and you guys go out and do these outreaches. I'm not saying who am I to say do anything. I'm just saying we as Christians, this, this is what we should be doing. We feed our faces. We go to places one day after another. We buy, we consume, and we just walk right by. Sometimes not clueless, not even knowing. Because we're so self-consumed. I pray that that's not us. May you walk into this dark world carrying the light of the gospel forevermore.